Hello, welcome to the latest edition of the OK Preps Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by our high school sports editor, Barry Lewis. Barry, always good to see you. Week zero in the books. Uh, what is your biggest takeaway from week zero? It was um, it was quite an interesting week. Um, uh, you had Bixby <laughs> overwhelm Owasso and Cole Adams being lost uh, in a sense, essentially for the season. I mean, that was, I mean, couldn't, you couldn't have seen that coming, obviously. And then you've got Kawita blowing out Carl Albert. Wow, what a statement by Kawita. Didn't see that coming and didn't see Lincoln Christian totally overwhelming Holland Hall. I, I considered Lincoln a strong favorite, but not 56 to seven. So there was just a lot of interesting developments that occurred in week zero. Is Bixby really that much better than Owasso? At this point, they are. Whether that holds up in November, because there's, as I always say at this time of the year, there's a long way between now and November. But this point, well, Bixby is that much better. If you're talking about Owasso without Emory Neely, without Cole Adams, those are two huge off losses from their offense. That's true. That, that's a good point. Um, and you and I were both at the game on Thursday, Barry. I was just, uh, I, I don't know. I was just a little surprised by Owasso. I mean, Bixby's great, and they've, they're the fact that they won is no shock, and the fact that fact that they won handily, even without Cole Adams in the second half, is maybe not shocking. But just in general, I, I just was shocked at how Owasso looked, and I don't even know how to explain it. They, um. I don't know. I mean, did you, did you get that vibe? They just they didn't seem like Owasso to me. They didn't look like a Bill Blankenship led team uh, to me. What your thoughts on that? Right in the second half, I totally agree because it, for the first quarter and a half, I felt pretty good about my pick. I hate to remind people about that. I picked Owasso, <laughs> and I felt really good about that for um, quarter and a half, or even for the entire first half, um, because I thought Owasso. They were playing evenly and some aspects were even outplaying Bixby in the first mm -hmm. half. But you can't go empty on three major scoring threats as what happened with Owasso against a good team. And so because if Owasso could have taken advantage of those scoring chances, at least getting a field goal, if not a touchdown, you could have had a sizable lead over Bixby. And once they opened the door to Bixby, and then Owasso throws the pick six to start the second half. It seemed like Owasso was totally deflated. I have not seen an Owasso team. You're right, Patrick. I've not seen – that did not look like a Bill Blankenship coach team in the second half, and I've not seen Owasso look like that since the, the 2020 semifinals against Jenks, which snapped Owasso's 24-game undefeated streak or winning streak. Uh, because even last year when Owasso considered a down year for them, they lost three games. Those are all games they could have easily won. So they have not mm -hmm. been so dominated by a team since the 2020 semifinals. And Bixby's a team, once uh, if you let down at all, Bixby's going to stomp on you. And Bixby took uh, full advantage, and they look like a team that's won 50 in a row. So uh, I'm not counting out Bixby. Uh, not counting out Owasso, but uh, you lose Cole Adams, you lose Emory Neely. Those are 
two huge losses for the offense, but uh, Bill Blankenship's a great coach. They'll figure it out. Uh, it may be a really tough go, though, for the first half of the season with their schedule. Um, I also want to advise people, yes, if you would have asked me this question last year in the season, saying, is Owasso really 38 points better than Broken Arrow? Similar scores last week, so a big speed Owasso game. I would have said yes. And then look what happened in the playoffs. Broken Arrow defeated Owasso. So it's a long time between now and November. Yep, fair point. Okay, uh, same question. Is Lincoln Christian really that much better than Holland Hall? Like like you said earlier, Barry, that Lincoln Christian has been really, really good the last couple of years, somewhat overshadowed by Holland Hall because that's who they seem to lose to. But oh, my word, what happened on Friday? Well, I think Holland Hall had a lot of players getting their first varsity starts, and they they looked like a team that was inexperienced and jittery. And they were playing a team that is very experienced and really loaded and uh, wanted revenge. <laughs> As Griffin Dyer, who returned the opening kickoff 90 yards for a touchdown, said that they'd been hyped about this game ever since the schedule came out. I mean, Lincoln Christian wanted in for, you know, from Holland Hall standpoint, hey, they'd beaten Lincoln in the last two state titles. And um, so they probably understandably weren't as hyped and uh then you give up a touchdown in the opening kickoff and then you throw an interception right away which is converted to a touchdown and all of a sudden less than three minutes in the game it's 14 nothing and things snowball and right now lincoln chris i think holland hall i would give holland hall credit the second half again lincoln christian was playing some of its backups by then but holland hall competed well in the second half and this was not a game we all were wondering at halftime when it was 42 to nothing, is this going to go to a running clock, which would be like unheard of to see in recent years with Holland Hall um, mm. being on the bad end of it. And it did not go to the running clock. They played it out. Holland Hall competed well in the second half. And I think long-term Holland Hall will be fine. Uh they may not get up to Lincoln Christian's level before the end of the season, but right now uh, Lincoln Christian is really, really good. And Holland Hall is, uh, they're going to go through some growing pains. I think they'll be fine when all is said and done, but uh, right now Lincoln is a lot better than Holland Hall. Let's talk about Jinx for a second. Oh, I'm well, sorry. We're going to talk about Luke Milligan too. I was going to say. Oh yeah. Uh, Tell week. us about this kid. Yeah. I think last week you asked me who's a player that I'm looking forward to seeing on Friday night mm -hmm. and are this season uh, a new player on the scene. And uh, Luke Milligan was the one I mentioned, uh, as I recall, Lincoln's quarterback, because I thought uh, big shoes to fill following Max Brown, the Florida Gator signee. And I thought, however, Luke is in a, good a position to follow someone like Max Brown as you could be because he had gotten a lot of reps last year because all of Lincoln game, Lincoln's games virtually were routes and Max Brown, just like was the case the other night, the starting quarterback really didn't play in the second half. So Luke was getting those second half snaps last year and he just looks the part and he was impressive when he played last year. Um, he had been impressive this summer from what I had heard and, uh, he fit right in beautifully. Is 14 of 15, 
206 yards, two touchdowns, totally in control. And it helps that he's got a lot of experienced players around him. So I think he's going to have a fantastic year. Okay, you mentioned 14 to 15, Barry. Can you, for those of us who weren't there, can you give us a sense, like, was he, were these all over the charts, short, long, mid-range? I mean, like, what 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 did his completions look like? Yeah, there are a variety. He threw some deep passes, and he threw some mid-range passes, and he threw, threw some short passes. So uh, they weren't all three-yard dink passes. <laughs> So, I mean, he showed a good good arm, very accurate arm, looks really poised, really looks the part. And uh, he's uh, looks like he will have a very productive season, as most of Lincoln Christian's quarterbacks have over their 20-year history. And I will also say, I think we saw three Lincoln, uh, Lincoln backup quarterbacks after uh, Luke left the game and they all look good too. It reminded me of Bixby last year. A lot of Bixby's games, we saw four quarterbacks for Bixby. Of course, they had two that shared the role, but it's, it looked like, well, any one of these quarterbacks would be successful. They've got a lot of quarterback depth. Um, so Lincoln uh, is sort is sort of like, they're really close. I mean, except for losing those championship games, they've yeah. sort of had like a similar success as Bixby over the last three years. Yeah. So let's talk about Jinx for a second, Barry. They they had a tight one uh, versus Edmund Santa Fe. They won 13-10. Was that game tighter than you thought it was going to be? I know they had a player ejected early, but uh, is that what you expected out of that game, being that close? I thought thought it could be a really tight game, knowing Jinx had some players injured and knowing it was Santa Fe because Santa Fe, they still remember – well, both teams remember Santa Fe winning at Jenks in back in 2019. And of course they played in the 2020 state title game. So Santa Fe has got a really solid program. And then last year, Santa Fe competed pretty well against Jenks, even though Jenks wound up somewhat comfortably, but it, Edmund Santa Fe competed well last year against them. So this was not going to be an easy opponent to begin with. Then you throw in Jenks's injuries. You're going on the road to Santa Fe first game of the season and it did not surprise me it was close although I thought I would have predicted Jinx it wouldn't have been as close as it was I thought maybe Jinx could would win by 10 13 points or so to see it only 13 to 10 was a little bit of a surprise it was somewhat reminiscent of Jinx in the semifinals at Mustang last year um 17 to 10 game in the semifinals um, and Jenks was missing some key players in that game as well. But Jenks, to give them credit, they find a way to win. Uh, Jenks also had a really scary season opener last year, and they found when the offense wasn't clicking, they found a way to win. So that's what good programs do, and that's in the end, that's all that matters. They got the W, and now it'll be interesting to see how they do going forward. Um, Jenks teams under Keith Riggs always show a lot of improvement through the year. And it'll also help when they get uh, those sideline players back. Yeah. And one more. Oh, go ahead. I was was going to say, let's uh, spin it forward a little bit and talk about uh, this Friday. Uh, What matchup kind of, I mean, I'm sure several caught your eye, but is there a matchup you're looking forward to seeing more than any other? 
Okay. Well, before we go into that, I just want to say one more thing about Jenks because some uh, some people were surprised when I flipped uh, our traded places, Bixby and Jenks, in the rankings. And I want to explain that in the 6A1 rankings because Jenks was my preseason number one, followed by Union 2, and then uh, Bixby 3. Mm -hmm. And uh, I still think all three have a great chance to win a state title, but uh, those rankings right now, I have never dropped a team that has won. I can't remember the last time I dropped a team that has won out of the number one slot. But I think, I mean, it was just obvious. The, ref the rankings are a reflection of where the teams are now. And Bixby is just look like a number one team at this point. And uh, definitely Union, they look like a, a juggernaut too. So I wasn't going to drop Union down. So that's why I think right now, if I was just doing a reset, Bixby, Union, Jenks in that order, as of where the teams stand right now, that just felt the right thing to do. Although normally I don't like to drop teams who are ranked number one after a win. So to your original question, Patrick. What games do I like this week? The initial uh, two games initially catch your eye because they always do. Owasso Jenks, Owasso at Jenks, and Union at Broken Arrow. Uh, these uh, matchups have some great history behind them. And it's also sort of interesting where in each case you've got a head coach going against his high school alma mater where he had great success. Because mm -hmm. at Broken Arrow, you got Josh Blankchip going against Union where he was an all-state quarterback and the former assistant. And then you've got Keith Riggs, who was an Owasso graduate, a member of the Owasso Athletic Hall of Fame. He's Jenks's head coach. So um, that's interesting. Um I may not be as excited about these games as much as I was like a week or so ago, just because of the Cole Adams situation with the Wasso and Emmy Neely being out um, and some Jenks players being out as well. So that could be a really low scoring game. Um, yeah. And then, but a Wasso Jenks, it is interesting because they have not met in the regular season since 2017. So they've met in the playoffs three times since then, and they've said some interesting playoff matchups. But So it's good to see them back together in the regular season. And then you've got Broken Arrow Union, where um, Broken Arrow's coming off a loss, so that's not as glossy a matchup as it could have been if, if Broken Arrow could have won. I wonder about Broken Arrow's defense after giving up 56 points last week at Bennonville. Granted, I was impressed by Bennonville, seeing them against Union. They gave Union all they wanted. So um, Bendonville's really good. Uh, but still, that's a little bit alarming from a Broken Arrow standpoint, giving up 56. Although on the plus side, Broken Arrow racked up almost 600 offensive yards, and I thought there were some question marks on offense going into the year. Mm -hmm. So that's a mixed bag. Um, so those are the two games that would naturally jump out at you. But two games that are really good are Kuita at Wagner and Rejoice Christian at Casha Hall. Uh, Kuita Wagner, uh, as I said, they earlier they made quite a statement in beating Carl Albert last week. So, mm -hmm. and Kuita Wagner is always a great rivalry. Wagner, of course, a perennial powerhouse. So it's a great rivalry anyway. And then you've got 
Wag Kawita dominated Wagner last year, and you just hardly ever see that happen. So you know right. Wagner's going to be fired up, but uh, Kawita they want to show last week was not a fluke, and can they avoid a letdown? Uh, I think they probably can because they're playing a rival. So, but that's a very interesting game. And then you've got Rejoice Christian at Casha Hall. Uh, Rejoice, uh, I didn't realize this till talking with Brent, Coach Brent Marley. He said this is like, except uh, for a playoff game at Metro Christian, this is really since he's been there, been there in his eight years. This is like their first trip really into the heart of Tulsa during the regular season. Really. So that you've got that interesting aspect, of course, Chance Wilson. Wow, what a debut! What an opener he had last week. Just picked up where he left off pretty much last year when he accounted for 62 touchdowns and over 4,000 yards. Rejoice's great quarterback. Uh, he had a huge game at Cashin, and uh, Rejoice really made a statement, dominating Cashin, the defending Class A state champions. And then, of course, Casha Hall, solid win at Victory Christian last week. So that's a great matchup as well. Which game are you going to be at Friday? I will be with Bill Haston at Broken Arrow. Okay. Uh, Barry, any, any house cleaning uh, items you want to mention? We're going to start uh, Player of the Week this week, correct? That's right. Uh, people can vote right now at okprepsextra.com for the current Player of the Week. Um, that we will, uh, and of course we have a staff choice. So you have two football players of the week, and so vote for that. And also want to encourage coaches again are uh, to submit their nominations for all fall sports for players of the week. On football, we take nominations till four p.m. on Saturday afternoon. And then for the other sports, um, you can send us nominations throughout the week. Our deadline is 1 p.m. on Mondays. And, of course, we want to encourage um, all coaches to send us in their season stats because we compiled the high school season stats and uh, have them up on okprepsextras.com. We appreciate those who have already started submitting their stats. And then, again, just, again, all teams, all schools, calling your scores, not just on football Friday nights but throughout the week with the other fall sports. All right. Glad, uh, glad games are, are here, Barry. It's, it's, it's a lot, lot to talk about. Great stuff. Uh, so you can check us out uh, again once a week. Uh, Barry and I will be coming at you on Mondays. Uh, you can find us on Google, Apple, or Spotify. Download us for free. And uh, Barry, uh, I may or may not see you at a game Friday night, but uh, I'll see you next Monday for sure. We'll talk again. Will, will, will it be next Monday? It's Labor Day. Oh, that's right. Okay, so we, we'll, we'll, need to figure, we'll need to figure that out. Maybe we'll go Tuesday, but we'll, we'll figure that out. What, what's the best day for you, Barry? That, that's kind of how I roll here. What, what's the best day for you? I'm working around you. We'll go Tuesday next week. All right. Noted. Tuesday next week and then back to the Monday schedule. Thanks, Barry. All right. Thanks, Patrick.